with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus published a decree ordering a census of the whole world. The first census was, took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. Now everyone went to register, each to his own town. And so Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to David's town of Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to register with Mary, his espoused wife, who was with child. And while they were there, the days of her confinement were completed. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the place where the travelers lodged. There were shepherds in the locality, living in the fields and keeping night watch by turns over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and as the glory of the Lord shone around them, they were very much afraid. The angel said to them, You have nothing to fear. I come to proclaim good news to you. Tidings of great joy to be shared by the whole people. This day in David's city, a Savior has been born to you, the Messiah, the Lord. Let this be a sign to you. In a manger, you will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in high heaven, peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. This is the gospel the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. I really, um, I really love Christmas. Like many of you, I, I think it does something to people, and um, uh, it's always neat to see see people on on the weekends at mass but at christmas they just seem to have an extra joy and an extra glow about them and um, and that's nice I, I i like that that spirit that's deep inside of us and um i just want to say personally as i begin this homily this morning that um it's been a extra good advent for me and i feel extra joyful this christmas and very very thankful and one of the things I'm most thankful for is you and what you mean in my life and what a strength and a witness you are to me and a support. And I just, um, this Christmas, just want to take, uh, take the time to say thank you to all of you. All of you have been celebrated in my Christmas Masses and all of you will always be celebrated in my heart. Something else I've been thinking about uh, this Christmas, very much so, is my dad. A lot of you know that uh, my dad died this uh, past January, and I, uh, I have really been rolling him around in my heart. 
And I, uh, and I must tell you that it's, um, it's been nothing but a joyful remembrance. Uh, I am so blessed in so many ways and feel extremely blessed with the two fathers in my life. Uh, both of them home uh, at this time, of course. Um, and when I think of my dad, when I think of him, I, I don't think of him in terms of the material things that he gave us. That, it just seems so unimportant now. Uh, and indeed, he was generous. Uh, but I think of him in terms of, of who he was and how he lived his life and what a beautiful inheritance he gave to my brother Joe and myself in that. I think of his incredible integrity and his honesty, his unquestionable faith. I think of the um, absolute total way that he loved and respected his wife our mother, and I, I think what a gorgeous witness and gift to give two sons, and indeed he did that. Um, I think of um, how he always lived his life. I don't ever remember dad honestly or con consciously doing something for himself. He always, it was for us, it was for someone else, he was always caring. Um, and as a result, I remember him very much as a man of joy. He was one of the happiest people I know. And when we were kids, I got, he would sing silly songs and do little silly dances. And so it just came from deep inside of him. And that was just kind of how our, our home and our family was. Um, and I, I really have to say that I think um, it is a credit to him that he had two children and one became a doctor and one became a priest. Both ministers of service. And it was Dad who set the, set the tone for us. Indeed, by the way, he lived his life. Now, I have to tell you, this knowledge and this appreciation only comes later. I didn't see all of that when I was growing up with him. Um, and I didn't appreciate all of that when, I, when we were growing up. Um, there were many times when I only saw my father... As a, as a barrier to the pleasures of my life. Dad was the one in our life who said no. And secondly, I, if I remember one thing about him, boy, and particularly at that age in my life, my dad was big on responsibility, or you were to be responsible. And at that time in my life, I didn't want to be responsible, but he was the guy that called us to that. And so many times, I remember, I accused him of not understanding when, by golly, he understood a lot more than I did. So it took a lot of time, and praise God, a lot of maturity on my part, to really realize that growing up, both of us were centered on me. And to realize that he wasn't... Uh, the source of my problems, that he was the source of my joy in my life and my strength. And I appreciate him calling me to be responsible for my own life. Now, I mention this because, as I said earlier, he is so present in my mind this Christmas and in my heart. And secondly, there's 
a real parallel in my growth and my understanding of my dad and the growth of the understanding of my father, of God. As a child, God, like dad, was someone who I would run to when the world hurt me. And somehow, God always made it okay. But as I got older, and I thought wiser, God too became someone who was a barrier to the pleasures of my life, and I resented him for that. And he too reminded me of my responsibilities, and I did not like that. And I frequently blamed him for my own stupid decisions. But once again, praise God, time is wisdom. And some maturity helped me to realize that God wasn't my problem. I was my problem. And as I fell in love with him, I realized God was the solution to my problem and the joy of my life. Both my fathers, my God and my dad, as I was growing up, were only trying to set me free. And I understand that now. My dad, who, who lived the example of honesty and integrity, who lived with a deep faith and a deep respect, who had this um, sincere calling me to responsibility, and who lived his life uh, and called me to live my life for others rather than centered selfishly on myself. When I lived that way, and as I began to realize that's the way to live, I experienced such freedom that I'd never had before. And when I listened to my God, when I listened to the Sermon on the Mount, and he says, Ed, don't bear hatred in your heart. Don't judge others. Turn the other cheek. Choose love. When I do that, I am so free. And it's, I've come to realize that everything he tells me in this book, everything that he gives me here, tells Ed how to live life and to live it to the fullest. And I love it. Let me tell you what happens when I don't do it. And let me tell you, I frequently don't do it. And as, freak, as, as, as close as just yesterday afternoon, of all days, Christmas Eve, and yesterday afternoon, I chose to get angry with somebody rather than love them. And you know, I was right too. That's the hardest part for me, whenever I'm right. They were wrong and I was right. And so I had every reason to get angry with them. And they deserved it. And I even taught myself into believing that I was doing them a favor by getting angry with them. But let me tell you what happened for the rest of the day. And up to this moment, I'm having to carry the weight of that. And the hurt of that. And the knowledge that I failed to love when God gave me a beautiful opportunity to do so. So when I don't live God's word, my father's word, I live with a burdened heart. And when I choose to do it, I live in freedom. When I choose to love, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to both my fathers for all they've given me. And I think what God has said to me this Advent, this Christmas, I think he's helped me to understand by his word that his word teaches me this. 
His word teaches me to truly love who I am. I really like who I am. With all the faults and, 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 and uh, all the failures, but all the beauty. I like who God made me. And I can say that probably for one of the first times in my life. And I don't want to be anyone else. So God's word has helped me to appreciate who I am and who we are together. And what that has done for me is freed me up and given me the courage to just go out and love on people. And I think that's the Christmas message. Love who you are and go out and love on others. I wish, um, I wish all of you could have been here yesterday, but probably some of you were. And from the looks of the crowd that was here for the children's mass yesterday, I, I think all of you were here. But they were at the four and the six o'clock mass. But we had a pageant. The little children put on a pageant up here. And the altar was pushed back. And between the altar and the flowers, it was like a little stage. And out came Mary and Joseph. And they walked through the, through the crowds. And out came the wise men. And I, it was fantastic. And here were Mary and Joseph up here. And here comes this little angel. And carrying this three-month-old baby. And I went to everybody in the place was going. <clears throat> and, and Les and I were sitting over here watching. And, you know, and Les leans over and said, you think I ought to go pick up the angel's uh, dress so she didn't drop that baby on the way up the stairs. I want to tell you, that baby was magnificent. That great baby, honest to God, could go on Broadway today. He lifted his arms and stretched and his legs just on cue and he cried and he cooed. He did everything he was supposed to be. I'm not sure it wasn't the real one. I'll tell you the truth. He was that good. Um, it was beautiful. But I hope this Christmas we don't just leave Jesus in a crib. Because if we do, we've missed the whole Christmas message. That same baby, 33 years later, got up, tied a towel around his waist, and washed the feet of those he was standing with. And I think it's understanding what that action meant that indeed tells us what Christmas is all about. It is that action and understanding of that it sets us free. And perhaps that's the choice that God is presenting with us to us this Christmas. Your heart can remain in a crib and can remain a child, demanding everything go your way, totally dependent on others for their happiness, for their nourishment, for their joy. Or this Christmas, you can put on the heart of the Lord Jesus. You can allow him to be born in you in an understanding and a dynamic way that you have never experienced before in your life. And you can be set on fire. You can live in freedom. And my friends, listen as he speaks today. His last words to us in this gospel. I have come to set you free. I bring you all tidings of great joy. 
This day, a Savior has been born in your heart. Glory to God in the highest. And peace to all who truly believe it. God bless you all.